0: Three big parts of Disney Empire are linear television, which is primarily ESPN at this point. The second thing you said is streaming, so Disney Plus. Uh, they're gonna have to. They're, they're gonna end up owning all of Hulu. And then the big one is, and the Disney Parks is kind of, I was before we record, they're cash cow. So revenue breakdown. Uh, I don't want to bore people with the numbers, but the TLDR is this: if the media stuff, the uh, linear and, and streaming. So 65% of the revenue, but only 35% of operating profit, parks and experience is the opposite. It's 35% of revenue, but 65% of operating profit. And all you need to know about that is that when you get in that park, those markups are so obscene, right? And like the in-person spend is so obscene. And I, I did that tweet about margin call and I had a Disney insider actually message me. And he goes, the way that Disney looks at it is called the Disney wallet. They're like, no matter how much you spend to just even enter the park, it doesn't actually affect how much you spend once you're in the park. So their entire purpose now is like, how do you jack up as much as possible before somebody even enters the park? Because it's all margin. Everything is margin at that point.
1: Uh, Welcome to another episode of Not Investment Advice. We've got the three boys back together. Jack Butcher, Trung fan Bilal Zaidi, what's going on boys? Trung, you just got back from Disneyland. How was that, mate?
0: Dude, remember how I was telling you guys, uh, I was cutting vegetables for my wife? Like, not metaphorically, it's not like a sexual thing, like literally cutting vegetables. He <laughs> just texted <laughs> me. You say not a sexual like, oh, So I, I just got a text message. She's like, I told you not to cut the potatoes. They're going to oxidize. I can't do anything right. <laughs> But, okay, hold Go and and second, put
2: and some Go and put him in,
1: in some water, John. All right, hold
0: yeah, on a second. I'll Food, we Jack. doing to Jack. He's a, he's a going, bro. What, is, bro. what is going
1: on? All right, what we do is, Rafa, we could keep this in, but we put in some music, like a, a little uh, five, ten second little clip, like a elevator music, and then yeah. we'll be back in three, two, one. Bro, I can't believe this. There he, Here he is. Right, you he Christ.
0: Teed up again, Jesus Christ, man!
1: Uh, we started from the from the beginning. We can yeah, just keep thanks, it going. Rafa. Leave that in. Leave that in. Oh, leave it, in. No, leave it in. Yeah, right. Just going. Music. Hey, keep guys, going. Keep going. Music we're, in. we're in.
0: We're in. You right, we have cool, uh, Rafa. Cool. Did you put the Rafa do the elevator music? I, guess I, I I'll told you no one ele- listening. Yeah, we,
1: we said elevator yeah, music. Don't leave, f-
0: leave it all, people. This is yeah. how this is how the stew is made. Literally, this is how the stew is made. You cut the potatoes and you put them in water first. All
1: right, Toronto Disneyland. Tell her because we're gonna be talking about Hollywood actor strike. Uh, and some Disney stuff, but let's let's talk about your time in Disneyland, Anaheim's Finest.
0: Alright, do you want to keep the other stuff we talk about too, because I'm about to cook.
1: Yeah, so we're going to talk about Bob Iger, willing to sell ESPN, Disney's head, Hollywood actor strike, With there's talk about Hollywood wanting to keep the AI replicas of actors forever, which is kind of a, kind of a crazy thought, and then we're going to let Jack Cook on the threads versus Twitter debate, we didn't have him here for that, so we want to get his take, because he's got a big... Instagram following on visualized value, so we're going to talk about that. If we get to it, we're going to be talking about creative fundraising for presidential campaigns, taken from the affiliate playbook. So we'll, we'll see if we get to that last one. But yeah, go on, Trung. Tell us what was going on in in Disneyland.
0: Well, let me let me begin with this is uh, I went to Disneyland this past weekend. Uh, shout out to my boy Romine, who uh, had a sick conference called Game Time in a sports investor conference. You know, with me, I double I double dab everything. I'm like, if I'm going to be in Newport, bring the fam, hit Disneyland the next day, which is exactly what happened. But I'm going to have to ask you Bilal first, because before the recording, I asked, when did you last go to Disneyland? So Jack Butcher has never been to Disneyland, people. Mr. Visualizing Value and Branding and IP has never been, to arguably, the greatest branding operation ever. So I want to get Jack's house my first Bilal. When were you last at Disneyland?
1: Yeah, last no. So the first time was 1996, young, fresh faced Bilal with his mum and sister. But the last time was actually, I'd say, I think it was almost seven years ago, uh, because uh, we we did a Google sales conference there. So they shut down the park, and we just had a bunch of sales, Google people from all over the country, and it was did like drinks around.
0: Disneyland for you guys. Yeah, Zero I mean, percent prob-
2: interest rate, phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, right yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It was actually <laughs> kind of fun. You got to Hold go on the on. rides, but then there would be. Uh, Kind they of shut like,
0: down Disney. They it was pretty fun. There. Do you know how much it cost? Incredible. Get, how much did it cost?
1: I have no idea. I have no dude, idea. The total
0: number. It must have been 30 to $40 million to shut down Disneyland, dude.
1: I've, I have no idea, man. I'd be making up a number. I mean, it was cheaper than the, the Vegas one was crazier because that was... How much did that cost? I need to know. I need no, reference I I, I, legit, I I would be making up a number. I have okay, no so idea. Okay, so what did
0: you do? Okay, I, I want to ask this. What was your memory of the 96 trip?
1: 96 was like t- taking selfies before selfies with Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse or whatever because she was, you know, she was up there at, at that age. I was about eight years old. And then, uh, yeah, well, it was just like being in America first time, you know, like Universal Studios, going to the little earthquake thing. But Disneyland itself was just like, I was doing all the kids stuff, so oh, I, you I don't went to remember Florida. Too much. You
0: went to Disney World.
1: No, 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 sorry. No, no, I went to the California one because oh, there's Universal California. Studios okay. there yeah. as well.
0: All right, all right. And then the Google one. And Jack, do you have any appetite to go to Disneyland? Like, what is your? I mean, I'm I'm sure now with two kids, it's on the radar.
2: Yeah, definitely. If if it's demanded, I will consider it, but not personally now.
0: <laughs> not personally. Yet. Have you, Celia, ever talked about going to Disneyland?
2: No, not yet. Not yet. But yeah, for sure. If it's a uh, if the IP becomes uh, popular in the household, I'm sure we're gonna have to.
0: <laughs> well, this is this is why <laughs> my trip to Disneyland was a strategic mistake. My son has seen one Disney movie ever, Cars. Doesn't care about any about the Disney IP, about the characters. So I kind of shot myself in the foot because exactly like Jack said, I know in the future he's going to want to go after he's consumed the entire catalog, you right? Have, you could
2: have checked so, a few off the list, yeah, yeah.
0: So now I'm going to have to go back and I just dropped a G, which is what the entire point, this is like, you talk to anybody about Disneyland now, this is the number one question, how everything is so freaking expensive. And I went on a day trip, but like, a typical family of four to go to Disneyland is like four to five K now. We're talking housing, uh, transportation, day pass, and the amount the crazy markups you get in the park itself. I mean, you guys are probably familiar with people complaining about the prices, yeah? Yeah,
2: it's mad. Jack, you are yeah, on yeah, of course. Just uh like cinema prices on steroids, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: But somebody tweeted, uh, I did, uh, I don't know, well, Ralph, I can pull it up. I did a tweet of uh, from uh, Jack, knows his favorite line from Margin Call. We were selling to willing buyers at the current fair yeah. market price. <laughs> yeah, that was, was good. Like, you know, like a bottle of water, like popcorn and like Mickey Mouse uh, ears for 160 bucks. Is like, this is the market price. I got to say, though.
2: They've got they, you, man.
0: They got me. And I, I, let, let me talk about my experience and, and my summary before I get into more of the details. So I was mad hungover. I like I went out real hard the night before, which is not advisable. Like so dumb, right? My wife the entire morning just looked at me. I was like the as at Tomorrowland in a line, and it looked like I was pretty close to chuffing. Like, this would have been like the worst memory for my son to see his like old man chuff at Autopia, and uh, you know just had to hold it together. Dude, it was, it, it was just so grim that I'm like, there's only one way to be back, this hangover. I had a cheeseburger at 9.30. It's like, this is it, right? You got to have the cheeseburgers and fries at 9.30. But um, it's hot. Lines are long. It's just packed. I mean, there's a Wall Street Journal report that came out uh, 10 days ago that said that they think that the parks are less packed because they track waiting t- times in the lines. It's like, oh, the waiting times are much shorter, which suggests that the, uh, the parks are less packed. I can tell you right now, the park was not less packed when I went on Saturday, like uh, this just last Saturday. But I say all that because I loved that experience. And ever since, I, I can't, I literally can't t- stop talking to my wife about it. Like that was incredible. Like that, that eight hours with half of it, I was just dehydrated and like ready to crawl on the balls. Like my memory of it is already so positive. And um, they just crush it, man. I gotta say, the Star Wars exhibit they did is unbelievable. They spent a billion dollars on Star Wars. And uh, when you go there, I don't know if I'm familiar with, you guys with the storytelling element of Disney. Do you guys know like the background of why he created it and like the Imagineers that go and build it?
2: Not I'm really scared. specifically, but it's just to expand the universe of all the content they put on a flat screen. Is that about right?
0: Yeah, exactly. In 1955, is was on the original line opened, and uh, Jack nailed the exact thesis. He's like, how do you recreate literally watching a film, but like in person? So what's so interesting about the park design is like, what are like stuff we know from films from the fifties, right? Like, you know, like you do flash cuts between scenes, mood lighting, um clear plots and narrative arcs. Like that's like Disney, literally the mind of a single person. He's like, how do I create all these in physical manifestations, right? So something that's super fascinating is when you go to the parks. So there's, I think there's eight lands. There's like Adventureland, Tomorrowland, uh, New Orleans. Um, But the point is like, he does those elements from filmmaking because a lot of these imagineers are former set designers and film creators, right? So when you walk between parks, like, they're like, how do we integrate their physical sense that they're changing scenery? These the, the roads always change and they're always a little bit bumpy when you move between parks. It's signaling to you that you're switching between lands, right? And like, between one land and the other, you can't even see the other lands. The way they structure the mountains and the and the trees... It's like very, like, the, the the psychology that goes into building this place is incredible, which is the, takes me to Star Wars. So I've left this thing. The lineup for Star Wars is 90 minutes, right? I didn't do it because that's just obscene. Uh, but you roll in there and something they did, which from the psychological angle, which is really smart about Star Wars, is like... It's not based on any of the planets that you know from the films. They made it, they, they, they found some lore in the Star Wars universe that wasn't very popular. And the purpose was we wanted every single person to create their own lore when they get there, right? It's like if it was a Luke Skywalker story, then you're like, oh, I'm living Luke Skywalker's story in Tattoo, Tatooine. But instead, they found this random land that was in one of the comic book Star Wars stories. And they keep you—everything's in characters. There's stormtroopers walking around, like, asking you where the rebels are. And he's yeah, like, have you seen anything suspicious? And I'm like, bro, I saw some suspicious stuff, but I don't think it's what you're looking for. <laughs> but uh, I think on that point, uh, just the psychology is interesting. And the only other thing I touch on is uh, the business model stuff. Like, are you guys familiar with the Disney conglomerate model? Like, do you guys know how they kind of make money? A little the bit, bob. bob. Yeah. No, the entire business. Like, just the, the whole entire- business. Well, yeah.
1: I was going to ask you, how does this compare to the other parts, like the movies, the streaming, like uh, merchandise and this? Like, I'm sure there's other parts I'm not even thinking of, but like, how does this fit in the, the picture in terms of that like, profitability, essentially?
0: Dude, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. So you know the three big ones, like the three big parts of Disney Empire are linear television. So they get, which is primarily ESPN at this point. So they're all part of this cable bundle. The second thing you said is streaming. So Disney Plus, uh, they're gonna have to. They're, they're gonna end up owning all of Hulu. That's what the they're trying to part, go
1: into. Even exactly, out of, right? yeah. and then
0: the big one is and the Disney Parks is kind of a same before we record. They're cash cow. So Disney Parks Entertainment's, uh, sorry, Disney Parks and experiences, which includes Disney cruises and all their physical in in real life stuff. So revenue breakdown. Uh, I don't want to bore people with the numbers, but the TLDR is this: if the media stuff, the uh, linear and, and streaming there's so 65% of the revenue, but only 35% of operating profit. Parks and experience is the opposite. It's 35% of revenue, but 65% of operating profit. And well, all you need to know about that is that when you get in that park, those markups are so obscene, right? And like the in-person spend is so obscene. And I, I did that tweet about margin call and I had a Disney insider actually message me and he goes, yeah, it's like, uh, the way that Disney look at looks at it is called the Disney wallet. They're like, they, this is a very fascinating psychology, actually. They, no matter how much you spend to just even enter the park, it doesn't actually affect how much you spend once you're in the park. So their entire purpose now is like, how do you jack up as much as possible before somebody even enters the park? Because it's all margin. It, everything is margin at that point. If you're, so the ticket price, just based on inflation, should be like, 50 to 60 bucks now. I mean, they added rides and experiences, but now it's like 250 for a day ticket. And uh, I think that's doubled in the past decade. And another thing that they've really done in the past two years is they did something called the Genie plus pass. I mean, blah, the lines at Disney. Tell me what you remember. Which is funny is that you did it as a kid and Insane. you did it without lines, right? Well, you did it with Google, no lines. Google, it was yeah, it was still lines though, but it wasn't. It was quick.
1: It was quick line. And what? By the way, you said earlier to estimate, and I I did the quick math after. I think it was like ten thousand people, roughly. So, so like Google, it was like eight Google to ten thousand people, I think. I'm, oh, wow. I'm yeah. estimating. Yeah. That's like all the sales people. So even if they spent a hundred per person, which I'm sure is way more than that, right? It's probably two hundred. A hundred per person, I think, would be like ten mil. So I think it would be probably ten to twenty mil. If it was- I think the Vegas one was probably more because that was, yeah, that was a you dangerous got one. Yeah.
0: down Disneyland. It's so obscene, I think they do man. it
1: for corporate events. I think it's, I've okay, heard of like banks enough, doing this right? stuff. When you got enough people, it kind of makes Okay, it, so you but,
0: when you roll though with 10,000 people, that's probably half the capacity, right? So probably, you're, yeah. So you're doing the The line weight is probably 10, 15 minutes versus 30, 40, which is what it is. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Two years ago, they introduced something called the Genie Plus. And oh. apparently 60% of people use it. It's connected to a phone app. So what it does is it tells you the wait time for every ride, and then you can start kind of reserving. Oh, that's but, sick. Dude, that's pure margin. It's like yeah. 30 bucks per person gets added that's on top of SAS margins, t- baby. Dude, you know what I mean? Sass margins, right? Yeah. And apparently, <laughs> like I think the, the 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 happiness rate with it is like 90% of people have used it. It's like I would definitely use it again. So it creates like there's these tiers of visitors to Disneyland, right? There's like people that are willing to pay the 30 bucks. So people are like, it's kind of turning into like this inequality thing. And there are people that pay the fifteen hundred dollars a year, which is an annual pass. But those people, so they're interesting. Disneyland has a very awkward relationship with the people that pay for the annual pass. So they'll come hundred times a year, right? And they give you the fifteen hundred bucks. But these people don't spend a ton of money <laughs> to get there. Uh, they're clogging up the lines, and uh, and they also complain a lot, right? They're like, "Oh, we're Disney lifers. Like you're you're kind of screwing us." Whereas if you get out of towners like Trunks Tuna. Like, I'm like, oh, corn dogs. Yeah, I have six of them, right? I'm all over. I have six corn dogs. What is that, 200 bucks? Yeah, whatever. Give them to me. So, like, there's a, that there's balance that happens. and But the thing that's really good about the Genie Pass, I, you, I don't know if you ever lived in their app, but the app really lets you, helps push people around the park. So, like, they'll tell you, oh, by the way, this ride has a way short line. So, why don't you move there? So, they get to manage the park. But what I will say about that whole experience is this. Going back to Walt Disney, he wanted to create these fantasies and you felt like you were somewhere different. I think there's something that, I don't know what the end result will be, but now that they've mediated through your phone, it kind of takes away the magic, right? It's like, you no that suspension of disbelief is kind of going away. And the one thing, so there's, there's this tension here where they have to manage and milk people for money, but then the magic has to also stay. So if you read the reviews on like TripAdvisor, people will complain about the prices. and still give it like four stars, right? It's just like, they still feel that magic, but I wonder how far they can push that. And back to how important their business is uh, in terms of their entire revenue pie, you know, 35% revenue by 65% operating profit. As they go into streaming, which is losing a ton of money and like the cable bundle disintegrates, whereas ESPN is not guaranteed money anymore to 80 million households, which is how the cable bundle works. I, I wonder what's going to happen because the only certain thing is the parks or they're just going to have to keep milking and make the experience so much worse. So those are my thoughts.
1: That's amazing. Yo, Trunk, did you did you know about the magic moment hack at Disneyland? No, tell me. Well, because Melina, I, don't, I think they might have got rid of it because I was just Googling it now. But Melina grew up in that area, right? She grew up in Orange County. So she had the past, the yearly past thing. So her and her best friend when they were like 12 would go there every weekend or whatever it was. And so she told me just recently, what they would have to do is when they go with a group of friends, they would b- have to like go to an office and say it was one of their birthdays, which they didn't even check back in the day if it was like an <laughs> ID or whatever. And so they would say it was their birthday. They get a little badge and then they would go up to the line, the front of the line. And you'd say to the person at the line, I want a Disney magic moment or I want a magic moment. And they would be like, oh, OK, it would be like a little nod. And then you'd get straight in. So that was this thick. <laughs> And then apparently it went, and I was, I was talking to her about it a few weeks ago, and she said, yeah, I don't know if they still do it. And it looks like it went TikTok viral, obviously, in recent times. And uh, because of that, like, it's now they had to pull it because obviously people would be abusing it. Dude, we need but to leave on this pod, man. Yeah, just, <laughs> just she, yeah. yeah. she did that yeah. let She did, yeah.
0: Uh, let me add two more quick things about the parks business. I mean, obviously way more than just Anaheim, right? They have it in Florida. Uh, they have one in Sh- uh, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Paris, uh, but my I went the other one I went to is Tokyo, uh, Disney Sea, unbelievable. So Tokyo is actually the only one where they don't own it outright; they licensed the uh, IP. But I'll tell you something interesting about the parks business in Paris that you mentioned and the parks business in Tokyo. So the Paris one has been a disaster, like uh, for the Paris location. And I'll, I'll tell you guys, it, this is actually interesting from a vacation standpoint, it kind of ties into our Europe chat, right? And actually, I don't think any of us said Europe was the best city. I think Bilal said London. I think what Jack... Paris
1: you said saying? That Paris yeah. was the best well, we city? we said the yeah. best
0: London cities. What did, what did you say, Jack? You said so, uh, somewhere in Spain, right?
1: He, he said Florence. Uh, Florence, oh, France, yeah. Florence,
0: yeah. He said Florence. I said Barcelona. Bilal was a homer. He said London. I had to keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the original, so Disney Euro, which is uh, uh, Disneyland owns half of, or Disney the company, they're supposed to do it in Spain. Which mimic the California weather. By the time uh, Michael Eisner, in the early nineteen nineties, was a superstar CEO of Disney, he wanted the the luxury of being in Paris, right? But turns out it's not the smartest move because why would you put Disneyland in like the city that people visit? Like they had six hotels at Disneyland, but nobody wants to stay in Disneyland Europe Paris, right? Yeah, like, Europe, you want to stay in the trip. city or whatever. You want yeah. to be in Paris, like how are you going to compete? You want 20 it to be a destination. Exactly. So Paris has had an interesting like it's lost money since the beginning, still paying down his debt, and uh, all its profit that it ever would have had it actually kicks up to Disney as a royalty. So like it's been like a pretty big uh, disappointment. But uh, right, I just in think Tokyo, it's funny how you said
1: first- Trunk. You said Tokyo, in Tokyo, it's license
0: license. Yeah. So Japan's like no, no, no. We understand the Japanese population. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you the thing about Tokyo, which actually nails this point. Tokyo is obviously also an amazing city, but Disney Sea is far away enough and it, in a, quite a secluded area where it does not feel it, it feels like a true excursion and uh, and you know that mf is clean if you if you think disneyland Anaheim is clean disneyland tokyo is like the most smallest place in the world man
1: did you go Brother. to the toilets there did they oh, have the most incredible wait. japanese bathrooms oh, with hundred, the, uh, dude, he didn't the automatic seats, man. ones That's all oh my at, god at
0: the boudets? Bro, in Mexico
1: City, there was a Japanese cafe that I'd go to every day just to use their bathroom, <laughs> just to go <laughs> sit. Sometimes I didn't even need to use it; I'd just go read my phone. I'd no. be like, "I'm just gonna wait for my cappuccino <laughs> in here." But uh it's the, once you go to a Japanese like toilet, it's hard to go back. It's very difficult. It's like luxury, well, it is, right? luxury living. But um. But yeah, so that that was incredible. Anything else on that before we talk about Disney uh, and the ESPN thing and well, uh, I'd Hollywood love, stuff?
0: If you guys had any top line thoughts on Disneyland or Disney IP, Jack, anything
1: else,
2: mate? No, we got. I mean, there's no. That was a good. That was a good trip summary, Tron. We got yeah, a lot of uh, I appreciate Disney that. threads to hear.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, the one thing I will say with Jack, and hopefully uh, you do get pinned because I, I want you to feel the experience. Uh, also, like both sides, just we get about it because I, I want Jack to live tweet us. In our group chat, while he's a Disney, I was like, I cannot believe the shit I'm paying for right yeah. now. But also, <laughs> like, Jack would be there like, appreciating the it fan. because he yeah. loves
1: a franchise more than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I loves do. A franchise. I do. Yeah,
0: yeah. The one thing I will say is like how they do the uh, they figured out the loop of the parent child, right? Like, like nostalgia. Like my experience of that. Like, how do you create this? Like, I brought my son into the world. Like, think about mm-hmm, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I brought my kid into the Disney world because I had gone 25 years ago. I don't remember anything from that trip. All I knew is that I went, and it was important that we went, like, especially as an immigrant family, right? And uh, the, when I left the park, when you get a picture at the front, I saw probably a family of 30 Latinos. 30, they spent 30 minutes getting all these photos. I'm like, man, like, these guys, like Disney... They've cracked it, man. Like, I walked away, like, even though all the shit, all the negatives I've seen about that, I was like, I walked away, i like, I brought my son into this. And like, and, and, and feeling it both sides, going as a kid and bringing your kid in, like, you get it. But kid still talks about it. He's just like, oh man, I really like Disneyland. It's like I, I don't get like he just yeah, fucking liked it, right? And Has uh, he been to any of
1: the others, like Harry Potter or like what are the other? No, I don't he hasn't even been. he's
0: been a couple. Of, he's been at amusement parks, which is like yeah, very different the than same the theme as Disney park, though. right? Like Walt Disney's whole point was like, when you go to an amusement park, you do a roller coaster and they try to rip your face on these like the crazy games, right? He's like theme park is literally themed, right? He's like, here's the theme of this land. You're in Star Wars. This is the theme. It feels like you live there. That's the memory you're gonna have, but um. Yeah, that's that's my only thoughts.
1: Love it. All right, great, great summary there, Trung. Let's quickly talk before we talk about the Hollywood actor strike. You mentioned briefly there about the three lines there: so linear TV, streaming, and then theme park being the cash cow. Um, but you mentioned briefly before that. They w- Disney are willing to sell ESPN because that's pretty much their only thing in linear TV now, right?
0: Yeah, that's like the thing holding it together, right? Like holding. Why do you want cable? Why, like, what why you do you think you're the not sports? Is,
1: do you think that's just like it's not profitable for them? It's declining, or do you think it's because they want oh, it's to just go incredibly into profitable?
0: They they just have a net. So they bought so they bought Fox. You guys remember this for seventy billion dollars? So they took on a massive debt load, and and Disney streaming is losing so much money. So like. The delta between, if they put ESPN in completely streaming style, which will be very difficult to do, they're going to lose so much, right? Like they, the cable bundle is just the greatest business model ever. Like you're getting $9 a subscriber, even even if they don't watch any sports, just because it's part of the cable bundle. So he was just basically addressing. So Bob Arger's back. He just got, he came back. He replaced Bob Chapik, which was a CEO that he had handpicked but Bob Chapik did poorly during the pandemic and wasn't able to manage the streaming transition super well. Like He got about 100 million people onto Disney+. Plus, But since then, you as we're seeing, I mean, you mentioned with the actor strike, the writer strike, is like the streaming model also may be broken. It's like maybe you can just pay 30 billion for yeah. content every year and think it'll be profitable because uh, it's not as profitable as a cable bundle. But ESPN basically is a crown jewel, which is why they're like, okay, how do we pay off this debt transition to streaming and like the parks business is going to keep doing the parks business right we keep on bringing new IP in like I don't even think they've had a, a real Marvel ride yet but they've milked Pixar they've milked Star Wars and uh the ESPN stuff is um I mean how I don't know how much you guys follow the sport I mean Bilal you're a big sports guy like you know not
1: as much American sports so I don't know enough about ESPN do you pay for sports streaming uh I don't know really how do you watch your
0: football matches
1: I can't Literally? say that legally. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, no, I mean, I actually have NBC, like a lot of the Premier League is on NBC, but now okay. they've added like Peacock, you need to pay for that. Then there's like, yeah, so I do I do actually pay for that through a, a cable bundle, but right. I also have other ways that I can watch it through streaming basically. So, yeah. So
0: the question becomes that who would buy ESPN? Like this asset's worth 40 to $50 billion, right? He said yeah. he's willing to sell a piece of it uh, to pay down the debt. But, I mean, the, 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 the names that always come up are, like, Apple and Amazon, right? Like, what, the,
2: you, what is it that ESPN owns? Just the brand just and the relationships contract. with the brand, all the leagues and sports stuff? Sports
0: rights, yeah, the, the sports racing league. Actually, Jack, you bring up a good point because one of the main things they own are the sports rights. But, they those sports rights expire, right? Yeah, so exactly. So, like, if you're Apple or Amazon, you might just, like, wait, wait. until it expires exactly. and throw a massive bang at uh, at, at the sports rights. So- it
2: seems like Amazon's trying to, oh, sorry, both of them are trying to peel those off. Yes. Like bit by bit, right? Apple's doing a bunch of MLS stuff. I don't know if they have exclusively access they to do, that. Like or. even
1: tomorrow night, i still playing MLSL All-Stars preseason and it's on Apple like exclusively. So you got to sign up for that. Did you? Yes. Yeah, I will tomorrow probably because I'll do the 30-day free trial because I used to use <laughs> Apple Plus, but I don't really watch anything on there anymore. So... I don't even know. Is it the same thing or is it like a sports thing? I think it's the well, same. it's
2: just Apple TV. I think there's just two tiers. Maybe oh, got it. A, okay, okay. Yeah, With yeah. the sports maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, it, I mean, then YouTube started Do I think they got some rights to some of the sports stuff. Amazon obviously had some of the NFL stuff. Was it NFL, I think, they had?
0: Amazon, yeah, they had that Thursday. And in the UK, it. they it
1: have some of the life. Premier League games. So it's, it makes sense. It's just been, I remember when, I would think about like 10 years ago, I was like, why isn't, why aren't all of these on YouTube or well, there wasn't Amazon Prime really video back then, but on YouTube, because I would watch so much YouTube. And then now the more I learned about it, I was like, oh, it's just because there's like 10 year deals or 20 year deals and you can't just like put that all on there. And then the second big thing was there weren't as many connected TVs. So you really just, the only reason I paid for cable back then was for live sports. But now everyone has Apple TV, Chromecast, Fire Stick or whatever. Or, like, it's in the TV itself. So, to me, long term, I don't know why anyone else would be able to compete with Amazon, Apple, YouTube in this area. I mean, and then Disney, I guess, if they're going to be that fourth player as well. So, It's yeah, the I'm YouTube curious. TV stuff do do well. Do you know that Either you boys I'm know? I'm not sure, like, numbers-wise, but I've increasingly heard more people tell me that they have, like, cable TV through YouTube.
0: It's expensive, right? It's like 80 bucks a month. But I mean, yeah, it's like it's how much a cable to, bundle it's is. It's
1: slightly
2: cheaper than getting regular cable, but it's closer to that price point.
0: So the answer is that YouTube's going to win this whole thing. is what you're trying to Maybe. Say. I, feel, I mean, I mean yeah, the, maybe.
2: The, the weird thing to me is like the UX pattern on YouTube is not, it just doesn't feel natural. So that's why yeah. it, it feels way more normal to get a mix of traditional streaming and live TV through an app yeah. that's already doing that. And YouTube, it feels like people are just quite a different behavior than life. you're gonna TV. need to
1: get like that nfl thumbnail but with the stupid <laughs> face going yeah down. or it's like tom you, brady
2: or, or you're uh cutting like, it up, clipping it up the youtube thing where you're like in the algorithm going going video to video to video is is different than yeah, yeah looking you're on netflix say- and be like what are we going to watch yeah, yeah that
1: was jack last night because jack was sending me mad videos that yeah, on yeah, music yeah. videos yeah. last <laughs> like night i don't know he sent me about 12 Twelve, like Drake turns up a reading <laughs> festival. I could tell you down the rabbit hole, bro. I was like, yeah, this. So I love this. Wait, but where was I for... on this? Where was so, I no, it happened? was, it was like, a, it was like it started with a grime UK, oh,
2: like okay. some UK music. Oh, that's why yeah. you want to get on that distribution track now. It will make we it. We just add, we'll in add into list. List. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, let me add. Uh, that's hysterical. I will have one more thing. Well, first of all, shout out to George Mack. Uh, I think it's second week in a row. Our boy George yeah he, uh, he did a crazy thread that went crazy right i think one of the things was netflix is a new t te- v oh no sorry youtube is a new tv
2: mm. and, and, uh, we gotta get him on there eh?
0: yeah he oh dude uh, did you listen to him on Modern wisdom recently? Sent him- he yeah he, just,
2: he went Bro, on joking. he's a killer Hook man yeah
0: two hours of straight just like in the kitchen man it was it was sweet he has uh, been,
1: i've been speaking to ages about doing cray lab and he was like uh, i'm not doing pods for ages we're doing person if i come to new york and then we and now, but I feel like he has actually listened to NI since the beginning, so maybe he'll he'll be out for doing it. But yeah, yeah he's enough, he's a man. legend, man. But um, all right, boys, should we quickly talk about the Hollywood actors strike then? Because I think this is worth talking about. We did briefly talk about the writer strike, which was several months ago. It started. Uh, I don't even know when that was. My brain is all over the place. But I think that was at least three months ago. No, three yeah, four months like, ago.
0: Uh, yeah, two three months ago.
1: Yeah, and so now there's. The next phase of it, it looks like the actors are also striking. I was having lunch with a friend of mine, his wife works in in like production basically, and she's just off now. Like she's just not, there's nothing to produce. So they she's just not working for a while. And everyone, it's kind of a little bit sad because for some of those people, they're they're not like the, you know, actors that have yeah, millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just kind of waiting around for they're normally on contract work, so they're basically out of work
2: for a few months. So, so yeah sorry to interrupt is no, this on. the same strike that was happening a couple months ago or is it did it resume and then come back no,
0: there's a writer's guild and then the actor's guild so That's this is it. the yeah. first time that both of them have been on strike at the same time since the 1960s and, uh, yeah. so what's the time we got, frame on it so far it's been i think three months the last writer strike was 2008 which is what we talked about that was a, that lasted about a year and uh and, of course, we got to mention Stratechary's uh, Ben Thompson, but he's been writing about this extensively. It hit, it hit, he, he had a great uh, point, which is like, these strikes basically happen any, over technology shifts. So in the 1960s, this strike was about television. Like, okay, well, there's, television is huge now, and people are doing reruns. What rights do actors have to this, right? They're fighting over that. And Ronald Reagan, at the time, was actually the head of the Actors Guild, uh, the union. So this is like, Mental. yeah, you're talking about like, this is how he became like, you know, the setup for him becoming president. He was like the face of GE uh, for a long time. And then he had this, you know, California, he was the governor of California. He was, uh but this is how it kind of all started. Man, man if you, I, I can't remember who the comment was from, but it's like, oh, no, again, uh, I think George mentioned it. it was like, that in a remote world, if you're like short, not good looking and like, and, and not from a Western country, you can compete now. Right. But like, Back in the 60s, you got to look like Ronald Reagan, right? You got to look like this. Like, in that world, I guess in politics, it's still the same now. But this dude is, like, tall, actor, knows how to manage the screen, which is, like, when, when Trump got elected, man. It's, like, people understand, like, this form of media is so powerful. But, uh, anyways, that was a bit of a tangent. But, yeah, so, obviously, the the big one now. So, in 2008, the uh, the... the the argument was about streaming residuals for the writers. It's like, okay, what percentage do we get? And now it's really become about streaming and the smaller part is about AI, which is blah, well, do you want to kick off like what the yeah, AI is? Yeah, let's talk AI, about I, the AI about? part. Because
1: we we did talk about the streaming stuff quite extensively last time. And I think there's probably some updated stuff, but probably similar themes. So I think the part that's more NA centric is the AI replicas. So I think my understanding of it from the outside, and Trung, maybe you can tell us exactly what it is, was like a lot of the streamers and the studios are saying we want to ha- basically have rights for the actors and their kind of like replica the AI replica forever so if you act in one film you can take all of those you know still mo- or moving images you know all that data process it and create a Brad Pitt a Margot Robbie version of them and then basically got in the future you'll be able to create videos using that.
0: But a good-looking version of Margot Robbie, right? Not like exactly, mid- not a
2: mid-version because apparently <laughs> that's the thing, which is insane. I don't know if people
0: saw this meme last week, but somebody, I don't know who...
2: Atrocious. Atrocious. atrocious tape. take.
0: They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Margot Robbie is mid, like yeah, a insane. 7 out of 10, and like it, it took over the internet. Um, oh, anyways, my God. AI will fix this, apparently.
1: But, yeah, so basically, that's that's the thing. So they're going to be able to use that. And, and so, I mean that. so well, uh, before I give my opinion, I'd love to get your guys' take on that. And, and I guess before we do that, Trung, was there anything else that's we want to add color to that before we discuss it?
0: Yeah, I think a good analogy is like uh, with television, when they're arguing over the rights of television, when you do reruns, right, it's competing against the actor. It's like, okay, how... If, if Seinfeld, for example, takes up, you know, five hours of this network's what, just reruns, it's like new content can't break in, right? So if you're like AI... First of all, the only not only if actors, like a single, like a Margot Robbie might lose out a role to AI Margot Robbie, but like 10 other, you know, quote-unquote mid-actresses, not mid, by the way, would also potentially lose out on all that work, right? And I think there's something, Blah, you said about your friend that's in production, and this is what people don't realize. The average person in Hollywood makes not a lot of money, right? Like, if you're up and coming, you're not making 30 mil like Tom Cruise on a film. Like, think about all the extras, all the writers, all the people in production, like they're, they're trying to honestly make a living wage, right? And uh, and this is just another like the writing stuff that we talked about previously was like okay, you can see how ChatGPT could actually spit something out, even though it's not that great, but you know it could it could approximate the videos a little bit tougher. But now you're talking about just replacing and everything, like it's it's a little bit crazy, right? So back to the analogy, the reruns is basically you're creating technology that is competing with the human's ability to work. So what percentage are they due for that, right? So that's just And that's the thoughts.
1: negotiation part. And so I guess before we get into that, but curious what you guys think. Do you think it will ever actually get to the point where you're creating a film without that actor? And just oh, based- already, I mean,
0: it's already happening, dude. I mean, like...
1: Really, at that well, level?
0: Well, I mean... Where it, you can't you, tell the difference? Well, so, for example, Mandalorian... Uh, the season two, at the end, Luke Skywalker shows up. It's like young Luke Skywalker. I mean, you could kind of tell it wasn't fully on, but the technology is only going to get better. Yeah. And what the other thing, the sad part, which is why I'm actually not crazy about this development, is we're already stuck in this nostalgia loop, right? Like, two biggest movie or releases of the summer, Indiana Jones, uh, prior to this week, Indiana Jones and uh, Mission Impossible. Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Tom Cruise is 60 years old. It's like, if we just clone the AI, and, and and addendum, these movies are actually not doing that well. So maybe we reach the end of milking these franchises. Um, and it was Top Gun last actors, year. Yeah, Top Gun, <clears throat> right? Barbie's coming them, up.
2: Fast Furious clunk- eighty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah Fast yeah. Furious is
0: also kind of hitting the uh, <laughs> hitting the wall too, right? So, um, yeah, the, the the focus on it is kind of grim, to be honest, man. Well, wow, well, you you had thoughts. Like, what, what were your thoughts? On
1: yeah, that? I get because I think if I. My thoughts on this are twofold. The first part is the pure technologist hat on, is like, this is where things are going. You know, of course, like, we can't like slow down technology. It's going to eventually get to that point. You kind of need to embrace it. But then the other side is like the creative side, where you want, you're on the side of the creative person and the actor and the writers, et cetera. And, and I, th- I think I end up really veering to that side, which is. We- like we want those people and we want that industry to continue to be an amazing part of our lives right like we all love the art that comes out of hollywood and 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 uh and just tv and stuff like that and if everything just became this computer generated thing which is made from an algorithm um and i'm not saying that's necessarily what would happen but just it's going in that direction you are missing out on that scarce resource which is you know, an actual film where Christopher Nolan comes up with his ideas, someone writes a script, and they they shoot it old school style, and then they use the technology to make it better. Um, that's so. I, I think either way, there's, there's going to be that curve with the technology side. Now, on the when it comes to straight money, like there could be a deal here where the top one percent of actors make more money than ever without having to work. Like in a build once, sell twice way a visualized value way (laughs) you could build once by recording yourself in one film and be brad pitt forever and brad pitt if he if he was making 50 percent of royalties instead of two percent he might be actually happy with that from a money point of view but a lot of these guys obviously money is not the only thing here obviously they all want to be rich or if they're not already a lot of them actually love acting they love the craft of storytelling they love creating great art great movies so i think that's the conflict here is this old school world where a lot of it is about nostalgia and the way we used to do things the tradition um the romanticism with shooting on film for example even like succession right a lot of that was shot on film i understand and like if they was creating that all through ai i don't know if it would have that same feeling for us right like even if it was an amazing piece of art like we would still be like i just feel like it doesn't hit the gut as well so uh, that's kind of where, I, where I'm where i at with it. I think they do have a point here. Like, if I was them, I would be feeling a little weird that someone could just use me, use my likeness forever. Um, but like anything, I guess any deal, there could be a deal on the table where a certain segment of them are happy with it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you guys think?
2: I don't know the terms that have been proposed on that. So they would say... If you participated in this film, we own the IP and we can distribute it as such, right? So it's like your likeness is basically embedded in that asset, and you made and you probably have some royalty agreement with them. I'm assuming, right?
0: Yeah, you get paid on any future use of that uh, kind of uh. The, they're setting the parameters of what constitutes payment for future AI, but it looks like it's very contentious right now.
2: Yeah, and that like, to me, that is a it's kind of an undefinable thing. Like anything that you use as source material and then modify to create something else, like in a film that seems like a very simple uh, attribution, right? It's like the likeness of this person on the screen for 90 minutes, like being compensated. I'm imagining they'll try and drive down what they're paying for that person's likeness, right? You know what's actually interesting parallel to this? It might be like the uh, Live Golf PGA Tour thing where you get one or two louder voices that are like, yeah, I'll do it. Let's say if Tom Cruise is like, yeah, let's do it. I don't know what his stake is on it. I think he's on the opposite side it's of like it.
1: But... Ronaldo going to Saudi, same thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, someone like breaks the dam or goes outside of the... I think as far as like union structures go, that's probably one of the strongest ever, right? Like the the concentration and the rules that exist to work with these people that have basically 90% of the distribution. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm off on this comparison, but it does feel like some aspect of it is inevitable. And Trung's point about the power law thing is very valid too. It's like, not just how this affects compensation, but it's like how it, creates this like monolithic outcome where you have the same character um yeah there's there's it's not it's not great for documenting the evolution of the craft even right if the if there's no natural generational progress between the people on screen in my view anyway um and then obviously it just gets like a b tested like uh that's how you end up with avengers 27 right that's Listen, which, man, they get they're trying to paper, roll people in. To on paper, the park. these yeah, yeah. On paper, these everybody did uh, the park. It's like every um not every, but a lot of creative businesses, even in the ad ad world, like the sexy clients that you want to work for, like the, which would be the equivalent of the indie movies that you want to publish that so are like scratching your creative itch, blah blah you're breaking even or losing money on that, and then you're doing the like telecom banner ads. Outsourcing them, doing and like 10,000 versions of well, them, the and that's utilities? where you make your money. You've right? done
0: that, you've done both of those, right?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, the like the commodification component of it is definitely not like you can see why people are revolting against that, and then just the leverage that that creates is the same response to TV, right? It's like I guess that was cinema or that was uh right like showing films in cinema writers were striking against like a cinema in everybody's house am i correct in thinking that Charles? that's the right technological shift it, is this an a posture, Sam, way in back the 50s in the i'm saying was yeah. that the that was the the thing that people had an issue with is like we used to produce this and you know play it in one place and people would come and buy tickets and now it's free right. to watch at home oh god it's it, free yeah. to
0: watch and like completely changes the economics of who wins and loses in that, right? Like, the broadcasters yeah. get all the money now, and uh, the the actors, instead of negotiating one time, they need to start negotiating for, okay, how many times is this going to play? Like, where is it going to... Yeah, a- a- exactly, right? Like the, the the unit of television, that media unit, has so many different economics than the theater. So, the unit of AI generation will just be... Like you yeah. said, it's like, we, we can't even... It's so hard to even comprehend what the full contours are. What if somebody just takes you, just throws you in, like, as an extra in a film, right? Like, is that breaching well, like where you should get royalties?
1: But I was gonna add one more layer to this really quickly is like obviously the top one percent of actors, the ones everyone knows, they would want to create an AI model and use them again. But what about you know, we've seen these AI profile picture makers and stuff like that, where they are replacing easily like stock imagery with really, really good AI images. That's already happening and it's actually pretty good, quality. What if I was an actor, like a mid, actual mid-tier actor, right? And now that no one really knows me, I'm not that popular, but I've done a decent amount of shows. And that is now owned by, you know, Disney or whoever, these these big studios, and they own that IP. But not only are they going to use my face and my acting skills to create a new version of me, but they're going to combine me with another five actors or 100 actors and create a whole new actor character. And it's got to be an AI actor. Like, completely, that does, brand not, new does
0: not feel cool at all, man. But, I mean,
1: I know it's not cool. I'm saying, no, that, but I mean, like, that, that's not that like be, you, you.
0: That's a great, I love how you yeah, said that because I think be about that would be another part of the thing yeah. that
1: would eventually come down the line for sure. If, they, if they're going to recreate, like, you you obviously wouldn't want to not show Margot Robbie or Brad Pitt, but for someone who's an unknown person, you might actually say, Oh, that person's a great actor and their body of movement is great for this base layer of the AI. And this guy but, looks like he
0: walks eight hours a day yeah, and yeah, listens yeah, to podcasts yeah. the entire
1: time. But <laughs> we would we need to replace his face with someone else, or like a made up version that looks better for screen, is optimized for screen, like that. One hundred percent, there will be AI actors created. So that is another part. I don't know if that's part of something they're discussing, but that if they sign over their rights, that is one hundred percent gonna be well, part dude, of we, the. We kind of
0: touched on this, which is this, this controversy. It's like Midjourney and Dolly are getting sued, right? Because they're like. Where did this corpus of images come yeah, from yeah exactly and, uh, yeah, you nailed it, man that's uh yeah i uh, I didn't think about the gate the walking gate as a thing that would be uh mimicable, but uh you bring up a great point,
1: yeah, oh drunk, did you have any other thoughts on it though because uh j- j- oh, oh, Jack, did you finish your point no, I got nothing Sorry, else well.
2: else. You yeah, I need to read the I need to read more about what the proposal is, and is is it negotiated? Between so th- these are like two entities basically, right? The Writers Guild and the Actors Guild. Is that correct? They're negotiating correct?
0: against something uh, like an organization that represents produ- producers and studios. So like they are negotiating against a single uh,
2: uh, entity. And that's like you just like industry standards is the shorthand yeah, for that, uh, basically. Yeah, exactly. I have to read up. If you got any good uh, articles on it, try and fling them over.
0: I'll afford many. I'll afford many. Trung, do you know? Because you're you're
1: a writer, as in a lowercase J journalist, but you've done stuff in the past, and I, I don't know how much you can talk about this, but have you ever been a part of any of these? Never. Things. All right. Cool. Are you on strike right now, Sean? Yeah. I am not
0: on strike. <laughs> I will. I, I was talking about it. standing until
1: 69k. I've been the yeah. telling people. He's striking again.
0: I've been telling. Yeah, am standing I've been telling people like under the table. It was like I'm not part of any guild if you let need him content know. the news let let him let, know. the
2: newsletter writers don't write let them
0: yeah. know if you need content made you come yeah. to this guy
2: well that's another thing like the when these things happen like people rush in and fill the void outside which animators is animators It's right. huge
0: like asian animation just like,
2: like yeah. it's just
0: like there's a vacuum and <laughs> yeah. it just just gets sucked in right you right What's it the, just fills up a,
2: This is going to sound dystopian in this context, but the, I I might be Andreessen, somebody, it's like, if you try and ban the future, it'll happen elsewhere. Yeah. So you have like, like, I don't think anybody's in a good position in this, uh, except for probably, uh, whatever software company is going to be smashing out these videos. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, somebody,
0: I agree, man. It, 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 it's it Nvidia, grim, Nvidia right? wins, Nvidia, right? The base yeah.
2: layer of uh, uh, the winner yeah. of all <laughs> <this> <laughs> consciousness,
0: is Nvidia. All
1: right, anything else on that triangle before we move
0: on? No, that's great. It's time. Let's let's get Jack cooking.
1: All right, let's talk about threads versus Twitter. Um, there's a couple pieces we should talk about. This obviously, we did a whole episode last week with our boy Turner. Um, and Jack wasn't here for that, and we wanted to get Jack's take because, Jack, you obviously, you know, have built a huge following on both Twitter and Instagram, which us guys haven't done much on Instagram. Um, and so wanted to get your take on how you are first of all, finding threads versus Twitter. Um, and, and I guess we can touch on, I know it's a little, it sounds like old news, but it came out after we recorded last week, with the Twitter payouts. A lot of people were sharing screenshots of how much they made. Uh, from, I think, February to July. There were lots of people we know. Um, I don't know if any of you want to share your stuff. It's fine if not. But thousands of dollars, a lot of people are making, and they're sharing that online saying, Twitter just sent me X amount of money. Um, So, yeah, let's start. First of all, Jack, have you been using threads? And how has it been taking your audience on Instagram for visualized value onto threads? And how's
2: that experience been so far? So, I went just... On the day it came out, or the day after it came out, just did the little port over, installed it, got the visualized value handle on there, and someone had a great tweet on this. It's like, how do you get 10 million users in 24 hours? Did you see this one? Have an app with 3 billion users and tell them all to join. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. So, so like, I think some of that hype around like the user growth is is really you know hard to judge the success of it until you have a couple weeks or months of numbers in the tank but it basically it was like a balloon it seemed like the air came out of it everybody got super excited about it and uh you could kind of see the follow account especially if you have like a large audience on instagram because i imagine it prompts people to follow whoever they follow on instagram right so i think in the first day visualized value went from zero to fifty thousand ish people <laughs> and i just went like Went back and recycled some old text-based content from a couple of years ago, like the best of the best of the archives. Right, it's and hits. engagement is good. Engagement is good on there, but it's very different. Like the atmosphere of it feels very different to Twitter to me. Does it feel uh, very much like
1: Instagram, though, in terms of like the comments and that? Kind yeah, of it's just
2: more. It's just more like docile, I guess, or it's more like PG. You know, PG Twitter or something about it is like. A little sterile, like Mark Zuckerberg's replying to Pepsi or whatever. Like, glad you're here, all that you know. Like the it's
1: more free it, at less Eve. Exactly. Like Twitter is like right? Eve, very
2: monkey very free, pictures, yeah. and
1: then especially threads for me, is like bit, yeah,
2: my experience between those two things is very different because like so much more time on Twitter, and I think if, I don't know if you boys have seen these graphs. Whether I think they're Google search trends for Twitter versus Threads, and it's like huge spike and it just completely bombed out over the last week. And then Twitter's just steady demand. I think we've talked about social graphs, like the difference between Instagram and, and Twitter before where threads is building this new social graph based on that same idea in a lot of ways, like people you already follow on Instagram, which is you're not following them for the way they write, but on Twitter, generally you're doing that, right? So you're, you're porting over the social graph, but then there's a whole new behavior that isn't accounted for in that social graph where majority of people run out of things to say after a day, or they just resort to like, Hey, how's it going? It's very like, you know, the old Facebook, like people posting their dinner, hello, like good morning, all of the like, Was like like, early
0: Twitter, right? Like getting lunch.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. When
0: when it was just like a notification, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because you just
2: you're not like you're not connected to those people for how they write or think or express themselves that way. You're connected because they take great pictures or curate great videos or whatever the case might be. I will say, like, massive hats off to the on the UI of it is so nicely designed, nice and slick, right? Really slick, quick, really nice UI, quick. Obviously handled the tens of millions of people joining it in a couple of deaths like the meta advantage right that's just stacked, very yeah. very the incredible actual engineering
0: execution was unbelievable oh, incredible. yeah very good.
2: incredible and like the like the even little things for me where like the way it handles images and videos is far superior to twitter because that's obviously their bread know, and butter yeah their bread and butter well, um, jack
1: can us add one really quick thing to what you said about a social graph because we we talked about it last week as well but the interesting decision they've made on threads is they they haven't, They haven't. ask you to follow people, but they don't actually have a following tab. So a lot of your feed, I don't know how many people you're following or what you're seeing, but most of the people I see on there, I'm not even following. So it's they, they're purposely going after the interest graph approach, which is more TikTok and more like last few years of Instagram. And obviously Twitter is a bit of that and Twitter to kind of changed that when Elon came in. So it is interesting to see if you kept posting over time to see how much, like if you get exposed to way more people because you've got a massive head start mm-hmm. uh, with just having 50,000 people straight away within a few days who are going to engage with your post. And I'm I'm pretty sure if you kept posting and their user numbers, you know, they're going to go down, I'm sure. But they if they kind of maintain enough, I'm pretty sure you'd get and find lots of new people versus say an Instagram where, you, you know, it's, it's more mature. So it's already kind of, you're getting in front of new people, but not as much. So it would be interesting to see how that happens, uh, how that kind of performs for you as someone who's putting out content there.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's just like anybody who's doing well on Twitter, there is a s- switching cost, an opportunity cost, a like you see the thread boys come out in force with like strategies for threads. Yeah. Like how yeah. you're going to yeah. do it threads Wait, have on you already seen yeah.
0: it? Have you seen that? Have you already seen it on threads? What do you mean no, on Twitter? No,
2: I'm saying on Twitter, there's like people like five hours how after threads about, yeah. It was like how to grow on threads. Threads, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous stuff. And the idea that there's like audience capture there that is a different, uh, it seems, I don't know if doing the same thing on Twitter, on threads, for example, is like expanding the reach of whatever it is you're doing, you're kind of, you have to put your effort one place or another, especially if you're doing it by yourself. Obviously, if you have a big team or whatever, it's a different scenario, but they feel like completely different cultures to me. Even if you're doing the exact same strategy or like operating from the same mentality, it's just received differently. And like the hive mind of Twitter feels way more developed than the hive mind of threads. I love that
0: man. That's such a the uh yeah. the yeah, the hive mind. Just everybody knows what to do, right? It's like because like even now threads which I've seen, not only uh Jack, you mentioned the the Google trends thing, uh some third party app analytics has looked at the the retention numbers and they look awful. I no, mean this I saw is it, like, it's I bet ninety percent too...
1: of people drop off that, that would a yeah, I mean assumption. it's just gonna
0: it, it's way too early to say that Either direction, which is why when you see that history on us from both sides, it's like, oh, it's over for Twitter, or it's over for uh, the threads. It's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's too too early. way too early, right? Oh, one, one
2: sorry to interrupt you, Triangle. There's one other great tweet. I can't remember. It might have been Austin uh, Allrad. Is that his name? He wrote, like, the worst way to launch yeah, a. From, uh,
0: from, uh, from, uh, sorry, I forgot the school. Glean Tech, Gune Tech. Yeah. That's
2: it. I think he wrote this The worst way to kickstart a social network is to take all of the people that I'm like massively upset about another social network <laughs> and I track yeah, them yeah. with that, right? Mm. It's like that is not going to yeah. create an environment of like if the only thing you have in common is hating the old version of this yeah. thing, it doesn't really lead to like exceptional conversations happening off the bat. Yeah, And it is that, I think it is that just like network maturity thing and the behavior, the way people interact. It's a crazy wave of hype, and everybody gets caught up in that. And then you think through it a couple more days, and like, yeah, I see how the things that make Twitter successful are not just the fact that you can post 280 character tweets. Right? It's like compounding connections over decades and decades. Um, and it also has this. We we reference this fairly frequently as like people announce like legitimate news on twitter right like it's world leaders have twitter accounts governments have twitter accounts like corporations share blah 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 content on twitter and instagram does have that way more it doesn't really cross the casual divide right doesn't yeah you don't really think about it as there's maybe there's a distinction between like public
1: too right like with twitter as well it's like like you're like i'm making an announcement i mean obviously people do that's true like a, a text screenshot or something where they they put it on instagram sometimes but there is a lot more of a mix of private versus mm-hmm. versus public
2: by default i, I don't know am sorry go on keep saying what you said no 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 you're right about that too i don't i don't even know how that works on the threads app i think it maybe if you have still a default-, default public but i
1: think you could probably i think some people i saw you I had to follow them similar to instagram like they followed me and then I would go to follow back a and request. it says it's waiting for a request exactly so yeah, yeah so yeah. I think that is interesting especially for like a text-based platform yeah that's
2: strange Yeah, it
1: feels like it's I mean I know some people have private stuff on Twitter too but it's generally I think the active people are mostly public from my lip I mean I don't know if that's true but I think I think it
2: is so oh, yeah, I would imagine that's true. Yeah. Just the like incentive wise, yeah, they just yeah, exactly. want to reach as many people as possible. People as they can. Their numbers go up and they want to, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which the last point we were going to make is the monet, the Twitter monetization thing. I know we talked a little bit yeah, about that. Yeah, let's just
1: let Trung back in. We had our weekly yeah. Canadian Wi Fi issue. So here's uh, Trung, <laughs> Trung. Trung, he did it. Well, let's, let's uh, yeah, Trung, is, he had to go top up his <laughs> card. <laughs> well, we were bringing up Trung, which kind of transitions us into the last part of this, which was um, the move that it was only last week, I think. So it was just after we recorded by Twitter. Uh, there were people started posting screenshots of the Twitter payouts. So for a lot of prominent creators, people have been on the show, even some of them have shared it. A lot of the people I saw, there was a thread here from is it Tiffany Zong, uh, T-Z-H-O-N-G-G. She had. Uh, I can share this with Rafa, so we can put it in the show notes. But there was like a roundup of all the different people saying how much they earned, basically, and it was like Internet Hall of Fame 107,000 over five months. So over five months, yeah. yeah. So 20k a month, I guess. Uh, Andrew Tate, 20k. Uh, another one, 10k. You know, so I saw quite a lot of people within a certain range. Holmars catalog, 6.2. He's been on the pod, obviously. So, yeah, Nick Huber, our boy, Nick Huber, 2.2K. That's actually surprisingly low uh, for him. Uh, he needs to... those oh, numbers, Nick. You're going to need to get him up,
2: mate. You're but, saying uh, he's uh, the farmer of the decade, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <you're>
1: farmer <laughs> of that
2: decade. Anyway, so... That was. I
0: mean, spoiler. Alert, I got some cheddar, but I'm a yeah. you know I, I'm a discreet individual. I want to yeah, keep yeah, that. Yeah. up. Uh, uh, Respect. Um, Real G's appreciate. Moving silence
1: like lasagna. There yeah, we go. Yeah, I appreciate.
0: That's uh, I appreciate that. I that, certainly appreciate. I love. I'd actually love your guys' thoughts on um on the move. So first of all, uh, there is a lot of media coverage on this, saying that it is a bribe to keep traders on the platform. But to That's be clear, Elon made this. Uh, Commitment in February. Way like they, before we were yeah. working on this, yeah. and it's just that that media, uh, that media spin on this calling it like a, a bribe for right wing users was a, that's when I'm just like, oh my that's god. That's
2: crazy. It's, it's mad. Like, dude, it's saying it, you, it new York so Times something. is bribing you to write this yeah, or whatever. However, like, the I'm like, oh institute. my god, like, so silly, man. I'm
0: like, listen, is everything that Twitter has done spotless in Twitter 2.0? Of course not. But this spin as like somebody that got some. And like on the inside I'm like this is so insane how is like, this not
1: this is the little this is the anyone who wants to write and create stuff is getting paid a significant amount of money it, it's like the opposite of like it's it's also not like you're, divided dude, by right and left like it's you're literally trying
0: to create like a pol- like, okay crazy. youtube the the biggest whale ever pays out what 20 billion of their 40 billion revenue right so like. Twitter paid off about five million in total, and you had to be part of the Twitter Blue program, which has made about fifteen million. Yeah, so like we're talking fifteen. Yeah, like fifteen. Well, hold on, let's do the numbers. There's about a, I think there's almost a million now. uh, Twitter Blue. Okay, Okay, so that's actually sorry, that's closer to fifty to hundred mil. Sorry, my numbers are off there. Napkin math. Uh, I I, I've been corrected by Jack. He was just like, oh trunk. That is all the correct. When anyway, you said
1: there's a million people paying, and that was that ten dollars. That's what one. I
0: saw was eight hundred thousand to a million. I don't know how much people churned. Yeah. So these numbers, these are not apples to oranges number. I mean apples to apples numbers. But the ballpark exists. You have to be part of Twitter Blue to do it. So even if we just napkin it, it's called five hundred thousand people paid annual for Twitter Blue. That's five that's that's five hundred thousand people paying a hundred would be fifty mil. So the payout here is about 10% of that, I'm, this is the rawest napkin back. So, um, there's more to come. So, first of all, I think this is one-time payment, and I think uh, Elon has said, and the team has uh, signified they want to get close to the YouTube number, right? So, I think these numbers will go up. But the point is this, is like, social media is so crazy that like, have you seen the Twitter, the, the payout numbers? I mean, John, you probably know this from your your uh, reels. What are your reels and YouTube short payouts for the hundreds of millions of views, right? It's nothing, right? right? It's yeah. nothing. A complete dog
1: shit. Well, TikTok so, like, is notoriously really bad. It, it's quite funny because it's, a lot of the time you would compare this with like a CPM, like a cost per thousand is the advertiser side, but it's more like a RPM is called. So it's like for a thousand views or a thousand impressions... How much did you get paid? So I, I didn't see that in those terms. Did you have any idea what they no, were yeah, for this? No,
0: yeah, that's the that sort of thing. Is like People were just like, okay, how many people actually got this? And like what were the terms involved? I mean, those are going to have for this to truly Gale. stick. Because I think this was a, I think this was a huge uh, media coup, though. It was like, oh, I, I, mine is how they tried to spin it. But like, you got paid to tweet, right? Like, that is the headline. No, it's a massive and,
1: move. Yeah, like, it's a
0: massive move. I mean, there' one downside of did see. Internet Hall of Fame actually tweeted the guy that got the six figure check. He's like, already start seeing people jacking his shit, and his shit is just collected from like the best Reddit, oh, yeah. Instagrams, and tweets. Has, like, how is can it, he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally called Hall of Fame. I know <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Good for him for having that catalog, but I mean, like, I think you you might start seeing like. The money, now, the it's, now they we're about it, to find well, out what the incentive incentive is the incentive sure. of the behavior on the platform.
2: You know, one, uh, of the, one of the, I guess, contrarian takes on that is that it contributes to civility in some ways because the desire to reply with something that draws attention to the original thing is basically getting the person paid. You know what it's I'm saying? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a uh, balancing, uh, like a counterweight, right? Yeah. Oh, you can dunk on this person. But they're
2: going to get paid. But yeah. Gee, <laughs> they're going to get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's What's like. Fun,
1: uh, just to clarify, oh, you guys both probably know, is it It was based on replies? Is it only ad it's impressions in, in the
0: replies? It's in the replies, adds, which is quite yeah.
1: a small amount of your exactly. overall impression. Because totally. when I heard that announced originally, I was like, oh, that sounds super small. I was like, how much is that even going to add up to? So I would be. I saw some other people sharing the number of impressions their account got for the whole month or whatever, and they were comparing, which isn't a fair comparison. But because, this is where
0: it's tricky because you yeah. can't. Put, I mean, you know this guy. You can't yeah. put the. If you're in the feed, how do you? Uh, p- yeah, how do you attribute that, that to that right?
1: user? Because there's there's several users. In five
0: tweets in one thing. So maybe you would video, share.
1: Maybe you would share, but I I don't know. But this I is what mean, the way pushing... YouTube does it. That like YouTube has the ads the actual you know ads that are run on there but then they mid-roll, also have mid-roll. a percentage for subscriptions
2: oh, so okay, if someone's
1: okay. you know you, I, I even see from crate lab it's a tiny amount that i get but there's there's i think it's 10 percent of the adsense money comes from like subscriptions people paying so the way it works there is how like the percentage of time they spend watching your stuff or something like that so it is it there is a way to do it so i think there could be a way that Twitter does is longer term, which is around engagement numbers, impression numbers, not just... Because I feel that replies feels very...
0: No, but below, very, let me ask you. Yeah. You're the product. You had a product now on Twitter. How do you increase the ad inventory so it's more attributable? And like, obviously, they're making a push for video. That's one piece, right? There's probably pre-roll, mid-roll coming for more video content on Twitter. How would you... What other inventory are you putting out there that can be attributed to a single individual? So no, replies yeah, is very clear, I think right? you're
1: right. That's... I think you're right. Actually, well, the video obviously would be the one like that really lean in because also video CPMS cost more because people want like video ads and stuff. You get you generally can charge more for moving images and stuff like that. But you're right. The re- the problem they have is the replies you can directly attribute to that one user because that's the only tweet on the screen. So you know, okay, this is their share, but it's missing a massive chunk of the overall pie that that person's contributing in the first place. But again, I don't know how you fix that. But I th- there must be a way to see Let me throw a couple ideas. the algorithm understands yeah. that this tweet is doing well because someone slowed down on it, etc. Then there, mu- there might be a way to have like active impressions or something like that.
0: There's a couple of ideas that I saw. Actually, Holmar's catalog threw a couple out there. Uh, it was previously on the pod. He's like, the long tweets help because can you insert ads in the long tweets? Because you can do four photos now. Can you do a uh, a system where you allow people to, like, add their name handle to your tweet, like, brought to you by XYZ, like, this tweet? Like, there's some moves. say, man. It's, hold on. Alex Cohen, <laughs> friend of the pod, actually like, they should bring back fleets because that's the easiest ad inventory ever. What was that, fleets like talk- again? Yeah, was it was to the stories, stories, right? Yeah. yeah it's oh, like, the stories. Full screen, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. It's like you're doing the full screen. Here's my six yeah. best tweets or things on sold the day. Well, add. Slide Instagram uh, stories, 5. yeah. And that motion that people are so used to the thumbing, right? Um, yeah. It's just I mean, Blah. Oh, Blah's talking was ad nauseum. He knows the drill. It's just. It's just a difficult. The the uh, the DNA of Twitter is just not great for uh, there is the advertising. A, yeah
1: some of that stuff would be like the advanced like the uh it's like. It's what well, it's called, like viewable impressions, essentially. So it's you know that someone's actually been on it and engaged with it versus just scanning through very quickly. So, but that again, as a creator, if I was tweeting out and I was seeing my overall impressions were 100 million a month and I'm only able to monetize 20% of that because of some arbitrary algorithm I have no insight into, I would be a little bit annoyed. But more so right now, I would look at, I mean, you, without showing your numbers, you might be able to see what you were paid for, let's say Trung or Jack, of your overall monthly impressions. Because you can see that in Twitter analytics, right? Like you Mm -hmm. can see your monthly analytics numbers and you can say, I I don't know when they paid out. Did they say like you were paid X amount because of these impressions or did they give any more details?
0: No, it's literally the screenshots that you showed. Is like, uh, oh, it's literally that. oh, that's
1: crazy because there's literally no insight it's like i haven't, I haven't dug box. any
0: further into like i just I saw that i wonder shot. if Maybe in the we...
2: analytics because normally you would see that in oh analytics. that's a good
0: point i, I will you check that. Hit,
2: you have to hit five million impressions a month to qualify be for eligible. It, i think people yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. all right yes yeah, so that... i mean the other thing i don't know if this will come up as an issue the idea of brands choosing what accounts to advertise under without your permission so if I'm like, I want to get in Trung's replies and I'm going to do like, I'm literally going to make ad creative for Trung's replies about, you know, some probably financial product.
0: Uh, That's like a way be... higher
2: CPA, right? Than just like, I'm like going to rely on programmatic placement. I don't know if that makes any sense yeah, to you, but you it, can put what, like contextual the... shit in there.
1: Yeah, because... Well, no, you're. it's a good point,
2: because that, that's well, the bid, equivalent... Sorry, bid for inventory bid for, under a viral tweet.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, the equivalent of that would be on YouTube. Generally, p- generally, people would say, I want to reach these sort of people who are interested in these topics or whatever. And it isn't necessarily like Trunks making, you know, NIA content about not investment advice, not finance, blah, 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 tech, whatever. It would be like someone... Happens to be watching that, but we also know they're in market for a mortgage right now. So they get a mortgage ad. They're also in market for a vacation to Spain. So we're going to show them an ad for that. But there is another way, which is called basically like managed placements, where you could actually say, I want to bid and show ads on these 100 channels, 1,000 channels, and oh, you can manually add that's them. Very so you high could touch. say, I want to say, I want to bid on all of Trunks' tweets or all of Jack's tweets. I want to take over for a month be,
2: or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, that would actually be very, that would be quite sick, actually, because then they would directly get, I mean, as an advertiser, that's really, imp- that would be
2: very useful. And imagine and if, if Trump guys, got to approve the creative, too. Dude, yeah. This is
0: this is Alpha right now, the B- Bilal. This is it. Digital Bilal's like, oh, by the way, I got some ideas for you. Clicks make the world go around, bro. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: but it is is interesting, but I think they would always want to veer away from anything that requires any human interaction, so they don't want to add any friction for someone like even Trung approving. Normally, it's kind of like a disapproval. It's normally like you would then go in your Trung publisher analytics and look at, yeah, you would look at all the publisher the advertisers that ran on your Trung channel or Trung's tweets and you would say, Oh, someone's trying to shield Viagra pills. I don't want that associated with me. Let me add that. Or you would add like big category negatives. So you'd say like not anything explicit, not like yeah. you know, gambling, whatever. However, stuff like if
0: you sell that like a mandolin that cuts vegetables quickly, come to my feed. <laughs> there we go.
1: <laughs> key. That's key. But anyway, they're really interesting. Um, Jack, are you gonna keep using threads for a while or what how are you feeling? I'm about already
2: it? off it, boys. I'm already you turned? Off yeah, the game. I—I I, right. mean, I'm not opposed to it at all. It's just, uh, just just a time well, spent elsewhere.
0: Is LinkedIn more useful for you?
2: Mm, okay. LinkedIn is then uh, Threads, yes, but they're both very close to okay, no okay.
0: use. IG is IG and Twitter are the,
1: mm, the two biggest. You're tr- Jack, you post everything in Twitter itself, right? Like the actual Twitter app. You don't have a team. No, no, not just a no, no. team, but
2: you, you what know it's like
1: back in the day it was like hootsuite and all these different things yeah where yeah, you, yeah no i go straight to just... i used
2: to use the schedulers but now yeah. the hive mind thing it's like you, you want to know be. what's going on right you don't want to be posting into some like you know
0: somebody did a hilarious thing. tweet yeah, yeah. Well, on january 6th it's like <laughs> just They're the talking tweet. about my guy today quote. is yeah. not the day <laughs> for sass discounts
2: all right yeah
1: yeah SAS yeah that's hilarious all right perfect Trung, any other thoughts on that, mate? You, you're obviously a big creator, one of Elon's favorite Twitter followers, I'm sure. You know so, what, man? You I feel just, about like,
0: it? I want Twitter to win. I, I I think we need we talked about last week. We You don't want Threads being the global town square, right? <laughs> yeah. talked about last week. And, and for a lot of... I mean, Jack Bob, some of the reasons just from aesthetically, like, that's just not my vibe, which is fine. People can have that vibe. And we also talked about last week is like, they are just... This censorship that's already happening on threads, I don't think you've seen screenshots. Maybe it's anecdotal, but it's like, they're already like, because they're brand safe, right? They're just like, thumping everything down, which is their right. That's their platform. But man, the Twitter hive mind, I love how Jack put it. It's like, this is, I agree with Jack 100% about like, I used to have a scheduler. I used to plan tweets. Now I just like literally, I just like opening it, like you off the doll in the it. water, mm. like that. Just seeing what, like a fish, and They're normally room, we'll the best ones as well.
1: They're just off you the. You know dome what? what? As it's well. just like
0: flip it open, see what the vibe is, and just like okay, let me get into this, right? And uh, yeah, man, I don't. That's I don't. I don't think it's ever going to be recreated. Uh, I, I, maybe the Halcyon days. Maybe this is as good as it'll ever get. Uh, but if we just keep. That 2021, 22, maybe 2021 will never come back. Like a lot of people already left. But like this vibe, like let's try to get some of it back. But let's not try to F around with these other platforms, man. Twitter well, is where I'm at.
1: Try, obviously, it's hard to compare versus 2021, like you just saying. But I'm assuming your reach on Twitter is the most it's ever been, right? Because you've got the most <laughs> followers or not really?
0: We talked about the algo changes. Did like, um it's Did algorithm, you a little yeah, bit? I think it's hit everybody, like trying to figure out uh or, like how to get into for you versus oh well, you have a lot of followers. Um, there were definitely periods like right after uh uh, uh Elon's takeover where there'd be like you just had no idea what was going on with the algo. I think it settled uh a bit in the sense of like it's approximating enough of what I expect for where I'm at. Uh but it's like Jack said, it's like I think the key is this. You have to get into that hive mind. Like he, like, these people that preset stuff and, like, have all these long things written out they don't understand why it doesn't hit, it's because you haven't earned it, man. You're not in the hype, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know if you guys that viral video about Tiger Woods. i love Rafa to pull it up. He's talking about, like, some of these golfers coming up and, like, you kind of take shortcuts. It's like, you know, the problem with these people that take shortcuts is, like, it's not that they haven't earned it. It's, like, the, 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 the feeling of actually winning is, like, you literally haven't earned it. It's, like, the feeling of versus me... Like, of like Tiger Woods, it's like, I spent 30 years earning this, or 20 years earning this. Like, that feeling is very different. It's like, people are trying to just jump in and try to win at this cool, and cool game. Cause it is a game right? at the end of the day. Um, um, you can choose to play it or not, but it's like, I love jack things the hide mind, man. It's like, you gotta get into it.
1: Yeah. Nothing's ever gonna be given to you. Everything's gonna be earned. If you don't go out there and put in the work, you don't go out and put in the effort, one, you're not gonna get the results. But two, more importantly, you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. Cool. Yeah, love it, mate. man. That's, it's good to get both your takes on that. All right, anything else on that, boys, before we wrap it up? How I'm you good, feeling? I'm good,
0: man. If Jack wants to cook on the uh Jack, the, uh, did you want to talk last,
1: should we talk about the uh, president, like maybe five minutes or you want to save it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Let's that's a
2: good, it. it's a good little cap off on the monetization thing. Like, Yeah, yeah. Vi- actually, go for it, yeah. So uh, Vivek, I'm going to completely butcher his last name. Uh... I'm gonna pull it up right
0: now. He's a Republican uh, presidential candidate, Vivek
2: uh, R- Ramaswamy. Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah. Uh, so he he's a Republican, like outside, like a non-favorite Repo- Republican presidential candidate, and he announced something, I think a couple of weeks ago now, that I pinged to you boys in the in the group chat about launching a fundraising initiative where the people responsible for the fundraising, like grassroots fundraising, would get 10% of the money that they raised for the campaign. Incredible. Wow. Incredible. And and the way he framed it was, this is how politicians raise money right now. Like they donate. Well, no, donate. They uh. pay consultants 50 60 70% uh. of what they raise. So you're educating but people he just, on- he just- Open it up to the crowd. Decentralize it, man. Cut the middle man out. And uh, you know what it reminds me of? You remember when the Uber discounts first came out and people were doing these crazy marketing oh, yeah. campaigns to get their Uber credits uh, maxed out? No, what about it? You probably know it. a yeah, few yeah. people in that world, Bilal. Like, you weren't running a few am I ad- might add ad a few myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: get some Uber Eats credits, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, like, obviously there's a massive backlash to the idea of people not in positions of quote unquote authority doing this, but very interesting, transparent approach to what, how fundraising actually occurs now. Uh, the one thing I think would be kind of, this is really the, what the crux of the conversation we're having about Twitter too, is if an individual that doesn't represent an organization of some kind has carte blanche to say anything in order to get people to, to like stare, look, engage, blah, blah, blah. Are you incentivized to do untruthful things or like ridiculous things or brand damaging things? You know, like what's the, the, the woman that's going around TikTok at the moment, ice cream.
0: Oh yeah. Yum, yum. for the, the I'll, I'll give context, there's a TikToker, I think her name is Pinky Doll. <laughs>
2: That's it, yeah, 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 She
0: figured out this live stream, like, she goes super viral, she just goes on oh, these yeah, live streams, I think I Rafa you just showed yeah, yeah. yeah she's just saying, like, uh, everything Jack's saying, like, ice cream, slurp, slurp, and, like, gang gang, and, like, you, you, you watch it, you have no idea, but bad. what she's You're doing like, oh, yeah. is, she's responding to what people are gifting her, these, like, TikTok gifts, like, ice cream cones, and, like, the letters GG, and, uh yeah, man. Like, so to this point, TikTok pays shit. This is how she's found a way to make money on it. I, I support
2: it, man. How? So how is she making money through that? The gifts she gets. So people uh, give. It's like, like Twitch. Like an ice cream like,
0: cone is equivalent you can one cash like them out
2: or, something. or something.
0: Yeah. So she gets these coins. Like ice creams, one cent. Uh, and you get, she wears a cowboy hat sometimes. That's 99 cents. So she gets all these coins. And-
1: oh, say <laughs> so ridiculous.
2: <laughs>
0: So this so what, actually, Jason, they,
2: like, transferable j- Can so you can, yeah, like... Yeah,
0: she can cash it out. So the thing is, like, what people understand is, like, this is huge in Asia, right? This has been going on live stream Asia for a decade. And, uh, I mean, like, a lot of things in Asia, when you bring it over to the West, it's just like, yo, what is going on in Asia, yeah, 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 <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But, and, Trang, uh,
1: I saw Jason Calacanis, uh, He reshared your video of oh, that. Oh, did he? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he reshared your video of it. Uh, where it says like Strong's video, which obviously you took oh, it from yeah. somewhere else as well. And he said, like, 50 years of innovation leading to this. What a sad time, or something like that. I'm like, I- I'm not saying exact words. And, uh, but like, uh, I agree with what you said. Like, first of all, it's, the context was completely missing from what he was sharing. It looked like, on its own, it looks like a ridiculous thing, right? Like, people just saying bad things. But like, she's actually just engaging with people and she's found Wait, a way to do it. Like, I used
0: to take a train 45 minutes a day to put numbers into a spreadsheet and I hated my job like yeah. this like let's not pretend yeah. like 90% of jobs are good right yeah it's exactly like, uh, so she gets to do it from home when she has a child like if that's her work that's incredible it's her and, choice and, and if people yeah. like
1: it is their their choice yeah. to they're, like paying
2: it too. It.
0: they're paying exactly. for it economic
2: energy is changing hands boys
0: Economic Man, energy what's funny, just- <laughs> we guys we're not gonna get to it, but like uh when the XRP not a security, there's a big SEC uh issue. Uh we saw crypto rip a bit, but uh we're here till sixty nine people. Like we're, let's still, stand standing. Right we're still standing. We're still standing BlackRock
2: well, ETF
1: approval. Yeah, Our guy, the CEO, is on a on a press Larry, tour right now. He's literally sounding like like a watered sound down version like of Michael Saylor, yeah,
0: exactly. Like, that's a, dude, when Larry, when Larry Fink, can you guys imagine? Let, let, let's end oh, this. Oh
2: my God! When Larry
0: Fink goes on CNBC. It's and says, wild. a crypted wall of energy. It's over. Yeah. Oh it's my God! Freaking. We're getting it's, close. It's done. He yeah. was. Somebody he was put saying. it in
2: uh, mid-journey. Just take, take Saylor, take Saylor on a podcast and just have, just transpose it. Onto oh my God! The God right that's screen. incredible. Yeah.
1: I will say, I mean, he's he's getting close because he started saying stuff like "this is like digital gold." He's saying kind of like four year olds. There is no he's second narrative. best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an like, engine.
0: <laughs> well, dude, it's just so funny. It's just so funny because you we saw you know when Sailor caught religion and like what how I will dude Larry Fink is catching the same religion. It'll be the funniest thing I've ever, read.
1: You just see him. He starts yeah. sounding like yeah, all of them. Yeah. By the way, just before we do close up, I do want to clarify one thing because I said when you said on Vivek. I don't know anything about him as a candidate, uh, but I will say I looked him up. He's 37 years old. Pretty incredible that he's Bro, running Half president. a bill.
0: Half Biotech a bill. Biotech entrepreneur.
1: And he did some asset management or something after as well, maybe? Yeah, or? he
0: worked. Uh, I think he went to Yale Law School, Harvard undergrad. Harvard. Uh, I'm did, sure he's a smart uh, hedge guy. hedge fund and then went into bio but as a financier, not as a scientist. Got like it, got it. His got background was like, how do I find stranded assets? And then, I don't know how successful he was uh, actually yeah. bringing these things to market, but he made a ton of cheddar. Which Regardless, a, it,
1: yeah, so I'm sure he's a smart guy. I don't know anything about him, but, um. and when I said, that's incredible, I meant like in a, that's a hilarious, incredible thing that's happening. Yeah, that yes, he's not is picking candidates. That.
0: We don't want to get
1: No, canceled. no, not just that. More we so,
2: can swing elections on this part, boys. <laughs> yeah, we so go, we exactly. Call off no, no, more,
1: more so, what I meant to clarify is I actually generally... I don't love that so much money is in politics in the first place. But oh, yeah, if, yeah, it's, yeah. if it's got to be in this, if we're in the US and that's how it works, then good for him for playing to the rules or like being a little innovative. But generally, I think it's one of the biggest problems with the actual political cycle is that it's all based on, the, and it creates all these terrible incentives and stuff like that. But anyway, that's bringing down the mood so we can move on from that. But uh just wanted to clarify that in case it ever gets pulled up. But anyway, all right, boys, anything else before we log off? Because I think that was a solid, strong episode. Yeah, we
0: episode. cooked, man. Anytime. A good episode.
1: Here, it's good always the best can, when we're all three in. of us here. Yeah, just get us back. It's always the best. Back in we the could. game. All right. Let us know what you think of that, boys and girls, in the comments. And uh, we will see you guys again next week. We appreciate all the support. See you next week. Cheers. Peace out, guys.